Welcome back to the General Bowser Show, hosted by me, Tyler Newsom, and we're going to go over four topics, and then after each topic, I'm going to tell you my review of the uh, what I thought about the art uh, topic, and uh, let you tell me what you think about it in the comments. And cut it into videos and shorts for people on YouTube. While other people on Spotify and all that, it'd just be uh, the audio version of the podcast. So, let's get into it. Our first topic is an article by Screen Rant saying Doctor Who's season 14's impossible TARDIS is what the show needs. The news that Nakati Gatwa's new TARDIS console room is impossible, it looks like um, the first TARDIS is a fantastic sign for Doctor Who season 14. The design of the new Doctor's TARDIS console is often as hotly anticipated as their new costume. So integrated is it in the identity of Doctor Who. Since the show returned in 2005, there has been there have been multiple console room designs ranging from Eccleston's to Tenet's Coral-inspired TARDIS to Judy Whittaker's Hamalin Salt Candle-inspired console room. It's now been confirmed by exclusive producer Joel Collins that the TARDIS console room will get a dramatic redesign for Nakati Gatwa's incarnation. Speaking to Doctor Who magazine, Collins teased a wild new TARDIS design that he described as too ambitious and too impossible to realize. Giving credit to Doctor Who showrunner Russell T. Davis, visual mind Collins revealed that the ambitious, ambitious and impossible TARDIS design was the one of the production team selected for Doctor Who season 14. It's an exciting tease for the future of Doctor Who that ties into the more ambitious and big budget era the show appears to be moving into as it begins its sixth decade. Doctor Who's impossible TARDIS sounds perfect. In a 4K age of more cinematic looking prestige television, a too impossible TARDIS design 
is exactly what Doctor Who needs. The idea of a shabby British police public telephone box that is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside is such a great idea that it has endured since 1963. Doctor Who's bigger budget as a co-production between the BBC, Bad Wolf, and Disney means that the show can do justice to the central concept of the TARDIS in a way it's never quite been able to achieve. In an episode like The Doctor's Wife, Doctor Who has struggled to depict the impossible scale of the police box's internal dimensions. Falling back on repetitive corridors, or in the case of the 1978 serial, The Invasion of Time, a Victorian hospital location that felt completely disjointed from the in-studio console room, hopefully the new Impossible TARDIS set will have more consistency, creating a spiraling ship that embraces, embraces the magic and wonder of what the doctor offers their companions. This magic and wonder will be key to selling Doctor Who Season 14's TARDIS to a brand new audience, inviting them inside for future adventures. Okay. What Doctor Who's ambitious TARDIS design reveals about Season 14 Given that the TARDIS is a means to get the Doctor and their companion to the location for each week's story, the ambitious design of Nakati Gadwa's ship says a lot about Doctor Who Season 14. Executive producer Joel Collins told Doctor Who magazine, that an engineer was brought in to solve the engineering riddle of this impossible logic-defying set, which no one in their right mind should ever have even drawn in the first place. The demonstrations a in their right mind... Oh... A passion and commitment to one of the key icons of Doctor Who, which will heavily imply the same ambition, creativity, and com- compliment will be 
applied to every other aspect of season 14. Eh, it seems like season 14 so far. Um, as Doctor Who celebrates its 60th anniversary in 2023, the ambitious TARDIS design is in testament to the show's origins since Peter Brackhacky first designed William Hartnell's console room. In 1963, the show has consistently been ambitious and widely inventive despite the budget struggling to keep up. Now, as proved by the commitment to the new TARDIS, Doctor Who is a new is in a position where the budget is finally there to match the wild ambition of the show's new creative team. I think this is the end of uh, this article, so. Um, let's get to here. So I think that it's pretty good. I mean, I can't wait for season 14. It's going to be great. Like, the new Doctor Who. The article seems great. Um, I can't wait for season 14. It's, I think it's coming out in November or something like that. But, like... The the way I like, even though I can't pronounce the actor's name, uh, seems like a good casting for both the com both uh, the Doctor Who and the Companion. It they didn't really say uh, the Companion's name, but she looks nice. So. Yeah, it's going to be a great season since, like, their budget is, you know, going to be real up. Hopefully that means that they'll be getting more bigger stories. So, tell me down below in the comments uh, what you think about it. And if you're, uh, and how excited you are for season 14 of Doctor Who. Now on to the next article. Okay, the next art, uh, next topic is a article by Screen Rant. It says, Hillary Duff has optimistic has optimistic perspective on Lizzie McGuire reboot possibilities. The first time they uh, tried, they wanted a darker tone and Disney didn't like it. So, I mean, 
hopefully they make it a lighter tone and Disney gives them a chance. But the article says uh, Hillary Duff gives an op optimistic perspective on the dormant Lizzie McGuire reboot. Back in August 2019, a revival of Lizzie McGuire was announced as being in the works for Disney Plus. Duff, who played the in eponymous character in the original, was confirmed to reprise her role in series creator Terry Minsky would be the showrunner. The project was set to focus on Lizzie at the age of 30 while living in an apartment in New York City. But it quickly ran into trouble. Minsky departed as showrunner in January 2020 after the first two episodes had been filmed. Due to creative differences with Disney, and in December of this that year, Duff officially shared the news that the Lizzie McGuire continuation would not be happening. During the interview on which what happened live with Andy Cohen, Buff was asked to elaborate on what went <clears throat> on what went wrong with Lizzie McGuire revival. Buff hesitated in her response for a beat through she and ultimately suggested that there were differences between Disney Plus and the people behind Lizzie McGuire. Nonetheless, in the quote below, Via Seven Ten, the How I Met Your Father lead was optimistic that she would eventually reprise her memorable role. Says, quote, oh, okay, um, Disney Plus was very new. You know, I think they were, like, figuring out their end. We were figuring out our, and she says she's optimistic. How I Met Your Father feels like a Lizzie McGuire reboot. Well, yeah. Yeah, to be honest, it's a good show. Uh, Buff currently stars as Sophie on How I Met Your Father, Season 2, a character who is looking for love in a big city. Given that the spinoff of How I Met Your Mother was announced by Hulu on the heels of the... Lizzie McGuire reboot being cancelled. It's difficult to look past the similarities, especially when considering both shows would be owned by Disney. There's also 
the tone of How I Met Your Father, the tone of How I Met Your Father, which continues, which it's uh, with its second installment. The humor is very light and mild, having more in common with Lizzie than the sharp and delightfully absurd How I Met Your Mother. It's not to say that Duff's current series doesn't have its charms, though How I Met Your Father Season 2 is noticeably more engaging in the dramatic efforts than its comedic leanings. It seems like a version of what an adult Lizzie might have been. Amusing and warm, though largely watched due to the affinity the audience has for the characters and the desire to tune in as a likable lead like Lizzie McGuire navigates their place in the world. How I Met Your Father has no confirmed connection to the cancelled Lizzie McGuire reboot. It's more a case of timing and the similarities of storytelling approach in pilot. In any reboot, it's more a case of timing and the similarities of storytelling approach and plot. In any case, it speaks to the importance of what Disney regards as its brand. There were reportedly concerns about presenting Lizzie an intimate storyline that involves sex, but as a different character, Buff has done what Lizzie McGuire couldn't do with her most recognized role. The actor remains hopefully hopeful that could change. I think that's the end of the article. Yeah, that's the end of the article. So, I mean, uh, they could do a reboot of that, like, and change it to where it's more chill or something like that. That way Disney would, Puss would pick it up. But it seems like a cool show, and I, I'm so far loving How I Met Your Father. Because I like How I Met Your Mother, the original show that came off of it. It's pretty good. And like the cameos from the original cast is great. But, uh,. Yeah, hopefully Disney picks it up and they get a new uh, exclusive producer or something like that. So tell me what you think. Uh, if you watch Lizzie McGuire and uh, it seems like a good idea for them to have a revival like iCarly, 
I just, you know, hope they don't do it like the iCarly revival, because they just, it just feels unnecessary, like, the humor is unnecessary in that show. So, hopefully they don't do that. Next topic. Let's move on to the next topic. Uh, our third topic is an article by CVR talking about the CW's Gotham Knights reportedly features the Court of Owls in a major way. Well, I mean, the game Gotham Knights has the Court of Owls. So, you know, makes sense if it, it wouldn't make sense if they didn't have it. But, like, I may watch it if, like, it has Court of Owls. Because, you know, they're not really shown in media, so. Good to show. So, it says, The CW's Gotham Knights may feature one of Batman's most challenging and omnipresent foes. Per the direct... Leaker Daniel RPK recently noted that he heard the Court of Owls are set to play a major role in the series, possibly even serving as the main antagonist. While the CW has yet to officially reveal the core villain of the show, a recent trailer featuring a masked assailant Trapped with, strapped with knives, led many fans to assume a Talon, the court's brainwashed assassins, would have an appearance. Some have speculated that the organization of powerful Gothamites is behind Bruce Wayne's murder. A fish effectively kicking off Gotham Knights plot. So I'll be watching this trailer on my Magma Kano Reviews channel. So uh, in the next few days. Uh, Gotham Knights is, an, is set after the death of... Batman, and will follow his adopted son Turner Hayes and a gang of misfit, misfit young adults as they're framed for the Caped Crusader's murder. Together, the group sets out on a quest to clear their names and expose who really killed Bruce Wayne. As the crime-infested city begins to unravel in the wake of the Dark Knight's absence, Turner Hayes will be joined by a cast of familiar Bat Family characters, including Stephanie Brown, a.k.a. Spoiler, Carrie, K Carrie Kelly, a.k.a. Robin, 
and Harper Rowe, aka Bluebird, alongside the heroes will also be the unhinged Dola Dent, who claims to be none other than the Joker's daughter. Um, you mean Two Face? If the report turns out to be accurate, the Court of Owls wouldn't be the only villains to challenge the particular crime-fighting vigilantes. Gotham Knights will also feature Misha Collins as Harvey Dent, the district attorney who ultimately transformed into Nefarious Two-Face. The actor has cautioned fans to not expect the villainous alter ego to arrive during the show's first season, confirming that Dent will only give into his darker half towards the end of the first installment. Collins has previously addressed how the interrogation uh, of Harvey Dent is connected to Bruce Wayne, revealing Revealing that the pair have been close friends for years by the time the latter dies. This relationship also applies to Turner. I knew this young man indicates co-star very well growing up, right? Turner Hayes was almost like an adopted nephew to me. So, when the evidence piles up against him, I don't want it to be true, Collins explained it. Gotham Knights premieres on the CW on March 14th, after Superman and Lois, which I'll be watching. So, that's the end of the article. Hmm. I mean, hopefully they bring the Court of Owls. I will watch the trailer to see if they do show similar, like, Court of Owls. Um, I don't know much about them, but uh, it seems like the article had somewhat, like, where they, uh, where one of the characters had the last name Dent, and they said, uh, said that they were the Joker's daughter, even though Harvey Dent is Two Face, not the Joker. So I mean, it's whoever wrote the article, but yeah, I'm gonna watch it, see how bad or good it is. Um, so tell me what you think in the comments, and we're going to go on to the next topic. This last topic 
is a article by CBR uh, says Agent Elvis trailer cast Matthew McConaughey as the king. Uh, I'm gonna watch the trailer, even though I probably won't want watch the show since I don't have Netflix. But I'll watch the trailer on my Magma Camera Reviews channel. It says the article covers a developing story. Continue to check back with us as we will be adding more information as it can becomes available. Netflix has revealed an official teaser trailer for Agent Elvis, which reveals that award-winning actor Matthew McConaughey will be voicing the iconic singer in the upcoming adult animated action comedy series. The 10-episode series from Sony Pictures Animation will see Elvis Presley trade in his jumpsuit for a jetpack to battle the dark forces that threaten the country, all while holding down the day job as the king of rock and roll. Agent Elvis was co-created by the late singer's ex-wife Priscilla Presley and the New York, New Jersey rock and roller John Eddy, Archer's Mike Arnold serves as showrunner. Was that article just like two seconds? Agent Elvis will begin streaming on Netflix in March 2023. Okay. That was a quick article. Like, like it felt like two seconds, just like reading it. But, uh, like I said, I'll watch the trailer on uh, my Mac Cano Reviews channel. Uh, make sure to check out that. Um, so, other than that, I think the show's. It's a show. Uh, that is made by Priscilla and like has some directors that made Archer which is like a spy show so I mean hey I mean it might be good for people that have watched Archer I personally haven't watched Archer so personally I don't have any connection to Archer so, tell me what you think, and if you have Netflix, are you going to watch it? Other than that, hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe and share off your friends if you are on YouTube. And if you are on Spotify, Pandora, and all other audio uh, places to get podcasts, then hit that follow button and share with your friends.
and peace out.